Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and today we're going to be talking about something that just keeps you stuck, and that is the topic of intimidation and how it relates to coercive control. You know, I've done episodes before about coercive control. It's important for us to understand all the elements and intimidation is one of those. And generally we know what it means. Of course we know what it means. But when you're in a relationship with a person who is disordered and has traits, patterns, cycles that are different than most people, these wonderful people I call hijackals. Whatever they are doing, they are endeavoring to have power over you. And one of the ways to maintain or create that is through intimidation. So I want to take it apart tonight and really have you have an opportunity to listen to all the discrete parts of it so that you can see all the angles that a hijacker may be coming from and help you understand more fully what is happening in those moments. So, you know, Save Your Sanity is available to you at SaveYourSanityPodcast.com. And it is available, too, for you to support at patreon.com slash save your sanity. You can make a um, you can make a donation there of one time donation or you can pledge a dollar or ten every month, whatever number that suits you to keep this on the air and available more and more episodes. And that's an important thing for us to be looking at because we want to support the things that feed us well. So tonight's topic, as I said, is intimidation and coercive control. And I want to help you understand the how and why it's holding you hostage. Now, Evan Stark, Dr. Evan Stark, is the man who wrote the book called Coercive Control. And he talks about intimidation in this way. And I wanted to read you his exact words. He says that intimidation instills fear, dependency, compliance, loyalty, and shame, and secrecy as well. Offenders induce these effects in three ways primarily. Notice the word offender. Offenders induce these effects in three ways primarily, through threats, surveillance, and degradation. Intimidation relies heavily on what a person's past experience tells them their partner is likely to do and what they imagine the offender might do or is capable of doing. Now, you know that hijackals want compliance. 
They always want you to comply with whatever it is they want, they demand, they expect. And then if you do it, you know how sneaky they are. As soon as you do it, they move the markers, right? You do exactly what they asked you to do. And they say, oh, no, I wanted something different. I wanted something more. And that is really, really sneaky and nasty. <laughs> it really is. And so <clears throat> they... This desire for compliance and then the desire to have power over you means comply with what I want, but then it won't be good enough. You have to do something more. And remember these three things that were in that definition, that it's going to be through threats, surveillance, and degradation. One of those three things is likely to come up. And all three of those are wildly intimidating, right? They truly are. So it's important to notice. So. Let's talk about intimidation. You know, it's it's used to keep the abuse a secret. And they want to instill fear. They want you to be afraid of them. They want you to be afraid of the consequences of not obeying them. They want you to be afraid of moving over the line. That's full in, on intimidation. Like, Ooh, don't you go there. Don't you even try it because I'm not going to tell you what'll happen, but it won't be good. You know that feeling, you know that look, you know what goes on. So as we take this apart into the parts of intimidation and break it down, just think about all those ways that you've had the side eye, you know, who do you think you are? What do you think you're doing? Uh-uh-uh-uh. All of that kind of thing is intimidation to keep you in line, in control. And so you get those fears of dependence and secrecy and loyalty and shame. And they're really very, very happy to, to traffic in shame. They want to keep you degraded. They want that to be a problem. And so these, these three things, the threat, surveillance, and degradation are things that you really need to take seriously. How often are you being threatened and in what way? We're going to talk about that a little more fully. Then are you being surveilled? Now that may mean a GPS on your phone, a GPS attached to your car, but there's another way that hijackers surveil you. And that is what I call digital surveillance. They're putting their digits on the cell phone repeatedly. Where are you? Where are you? What are you coming home? Why didn't you answer? It's only 10 minutes to get home and you've, you're, it's 11 minutes. Where are you? What are you doing? The constant surveilling, the need to know, the need to stay in touch, the need to be aware of controlling your move. All of that fits into that surveillance piece. And the degradation is where they wear you down, they tear you down, they put you down over and over and over. Not so much in front of people, except when they do it in front of people, they are trying to get away with slighting you, hoping and knowing that they have you intimidated not to call them out, not to respond to it, laugh it off or fall silent. Does that sound familiar? Because that's how they manage the degradation part. So then we get the place where we need to understand why intimidation succeeds. Well, 
you've been chosen by this person because they believe that they can have power over you. And hijackals can read you like a book. They can size you up from afar. They, they almost have an 18th sense about this. And then maybe you were anxious to be liked, anxious to belong. And so they see that and they think, ah, live one here. And so the intimidation succeeds because of your past trauma, perhaps. Things have happened to you that you haven't healed. You may not even be aware of them. I know many times when I'm working with my clients, something comes up and they'll say, I never remembered that before, or I never thought about it in that light before. Oh my goodness, is yes, that happened to me. And it, the light bulb goes on because they hadn't realized the small pieces of trauma that add up to big results. And a hijackal can read that. They know. And then they want to get all tender with you and all sweet and everything. Why? Because they want you to tell you their secrets. They want you to tell them your secrets. And when you tell them their secrets because you feel seen and known and someone's paying a lot of attention to you, they're hiding them away, stalking them away, because those are going to become weapons later. They're going to use those secrets against you. Even if you tell them that you're afraid of something or something scares you, they will use that at the most inopportune moments and intimidate you with that. So intimidation succeeds because they can read your past trauma. And then if you are the kind of person, and I hope you're not, but when you're dating, you think, oh, I should just tell them everything because that draws us closer and that's full disclosure. No, 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 no. Remember, dating is an audition and you want them to audition. You want to find out what's going on with them. So make sure that when you are dating, your conversation is equitable. You're learning as much about the other person as they are learning about you and start very slowly and very close to the surface. Don't go deeply until you know this person well enough. Now, what else might cause intimidation to succeed? It's fear of what your partner will do if you don't comply. You know, they drop enough hints, they say enough things that get you feeling like, oh, would they really do that? Would that really be a problem? Oh, no, they'd never do that. Oh, yes, they would. And that's really important to remember. Those things are really important. So intimidation by a coercive partner will succeed if you are concerned that that partner will do something nasty if you don't comply. So you pull back from the edge and you comply. And that is a success to the hijackal because they got you to do what they wanted you to do. And another reason that these this intimidation succeeds is that childish thing that is left over from our childhood. You know, some of us have had parents who kind of had that attitude, do it or else. And you're never sure what the or else is, but it's intimidating. You don't really want to find out what the or else is, right? And so you 
they succeed in intimidating you because you comply because you don't want to find out what the or else is. And so it is important to recognize what's going on there. <clears throat> when, when there's enough intimidation, it undermines your willingness to resist. You get tired. You just lose your confidence. You lose the will to fight. You've had enough experiences with the person to know that it's a bit of a losing battle most of the time you feel. And so you're just exhausted. You're emotionally exhausted. Some of them will keep you physically exhausted. You know, I've had clients where the hijacker would wake them up in the middle of the night and want to talk, and then they'd have to get up to go to work the next day, and the intimidation would be, well, you should wake up when I want to talk to you. After all, you say that you want to talk, and it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper in that way, more and more difficult, more and more buildup of exhaustion in so many ways. And the abuser will decide that if they've got you so controlled that you're unwilling to resist, they've worn you down and torn you down and put you down to that place where oh, it's just easier to give in. Then they recognize that violence won't be necessary because they can keep you under their thumb with just the side eye, a few words, and a threat or two, and then the occasional degrading remark to keep you in your place. But severe hijackles, the worst of the hijackles, they threaten violence. And they don't always only threaten it. You know, many times I hear stories of people being choked, strangled almost to the point of death, being slapped, being punched, being hurt with objects. And they will threaten and they will carry out those threats. And the threat is real. You know, it's very, very difficult to imagine a partner who would want to harm, let alone kill a partner, but it happens. You read about it frequently, all too frequently. So we're hearing that in the news, we're reading that online, and we think when our partner, when your partner perhaps says, you know, it would be so easy for me to kill you right now. Take that as a threat, go to the police and have that recorded. People are not allowed to threaten you in that way. That is a form of assault and they cannot threaten you. Now, I understand that some police departments won't take you as seriously as others, but go because you want to get it reported. So they threaten serious violence, they do. And they threaten it against you, but they may threaten it against your family or your children, or they may threaten to destroy something that you love. They may destroy property. They may do anything that would intimidate you because that's the theme of tonight. Anything in, to intimidate you to do what they want, to comply with what they want. And they will intimidate you often and frequently. So just think for a moment, how often does that come up? Because twice in your life is once too many. The first time it happens, you should be on high alert to say never again and set that boundary. And if it happens again, 
then it is time to leave. I know, so easy for me to say that. Remember, I have been with a hijackal. I was married to one. I was raised by them. I understand. You don't see it. It feels okay. It feels somehow familiar and normal. So I, I totally get it. So there's no shame or blame in this. But if somebody is behaving badly towards you repeatedly and often, take note of that because that's who they really are and you deserve so much better. Any person who breathes deserves better than to be intimidated and living in fear. And that's you too, right? So very important. So sometimes with this intimidation, with a severe hijackle, you'll even go so far as to have to choose between your own safety and your children's safety. If you don't do what I want, I'll hurt the children. If I don't hurt you, I'll hurt the children. What do you prefer? Now, that's extreme. I understand that. But it happens. And take threats seriously. You know, I have had clients who have no longer their life. And they did not take the threat seriously. They did not get good service from the police if they did go. And they did not do well in court. And that's all very sad. And I talk about that in other episodes. But if you're noticing a tendency, if you're feeling intimidated often and frequently, <laughs> and repeatedly rather, um, notice that. This is not okay. You might have gotten used to it, sort of, but it is not okay. And when they threaten to hurt you or they'll hurt the children, that's what we call battered mother's dilemma. Like either I'm going to get hurt or my children are going to get hurt. So most mothers will take the beating themselves. And that intimidation, yeah, it may be something they just say and they don't do. But it is a very intimidating remark intended to strike fear into your heart and to get you again to comply. Now, what else are they going to do in this intimidation? They're going to withhold things from you. Yeah, we all know about the withholding of their attention, that ominous silent treatment that they love to put on. And many people ask me, you know, I have a membership site on my on my website. So when you go to fourrelationshiphelp.com, you can just click on uh, support circles. That's my membership site. And we talk in there and people will ask me, you know, what what should I do when the person is giving me the silent treatment? What what do I say? What do I do? And I say, enjoy the silence. Because the best thing that you can do on your own behalf is to not react to the bad behavior. Yes, of course, you have to do something if they are threatening you and you feel very unsafe. But if they're just giving you the silent treatment, and I know it's not a just, but if that's what they're doing, if they're giving you the silent treatment, don't react. Pretend you don't notice they're giving you the silent treatment. When you remove your reactivity, when you are not able to let them push your buttons, it really upsets them, yes, but eventually they'll go and find somewhere else to exert that control. Now, you may say, but I don't want them to go somewhere else. <clears throat> well, I hope after today and listening to this about intimidation, you may change your mind about that. 
because they will withhold your, their attention. They just won't come home. They'll go away for several days. I've had clients who they've withheld food. You know, one of the things that hijackals do is that they like to marginalize and isolate you. They like to make it, oh, sound very romantic. Let's move way out in the country and let's go out there and start a new life together. All very romantic. But when a hijackal does that, they are culling you from the herd and putting you in a place where you have no allies. That is the idea. And then they get you out there and then they control you with the surveillance. They're blowing up your cell phone. Then all of a sudden there's something wrong with your car. The car disappears and you're at home and you are stuck and they come and go at will and they are intimidating. It's sad. It's abusive. I hope you see these patterns today. They may withhold money. Hijackals like to control the money, right? They like to control the money because then they have power over you in that regard. I've had clients where every month the hijackal gave the mother a little less money and then made her wrong for not being able to manage. This is how they intimidate. I remember in that particular case that I was thinking of, when the wife said to the husband, there's not enough money for our children and, and you and I to eat, he said, well, you don't manage money very well, do you? So if you don't have enough money, you go and ask your family for money because I gave you money and you just are not a good manager. Well, that's intimidation. That's nasty. So they may withhold food. They may withhold medicine. That's a terrible thing, but they will do that. They may withhold time with the children, or they may they may withhold a roof over your head. I was talking with a client not too long ago, and she called me one morning early, and she said, I've been sleeping in my car. I was locked out of the house for the third night in a row, and he has the children in the car. So they withhold the roof over your head. These things happen. I know I'm painting a bleak picture tonight, but I really want you to get how dire this can become if you don't stop it, if you don't see it, if you don't recognize it's happening. It can become very dire. And then the threats become, they're going to leave. They're going to take the children away from you. They're going to withhold themselves from you, that old silent treatment. Or for covert narcissists in particular, covert hijackals of any stripe, actually, they will even threaten that they're going to commit suicide, they're going to kill themselves, they're going to drive off a bridge if you don't comply. Intimidation again. And then let's look at the surveillance piece of that. I mentioned before, they'll put a GPS tracker on your phone. They'll put a GPS tracker on your car. They will stalk you. They will sit outside and wherever you are and wait for you to come out. They will blow up your phone. Where are you? When are you coming home? Why are you where you are? Are you where you said you did? They will follow you everywhere you, you go. That's intimidating absolutely intimidating. 
in the Facebook group, a person asked me, I, I sent my, my boyfriend away last night. I told him I never want him to come here again. And now he's sitting outside my, my gate, just sitting there. And he's sending me text after text telling me to come out or he's going to sit there all night. What do I do? So he thought his looming presence sitting out on the road in his car was going to intimidate her to go out and talk to him because he didn't want her to send him away. Why? Because that gave her power over him and he wasn't having that. He was not having any part of that. Another thing that they do in this whole threatening thing is they get that that really sneaky gaslighting in there. They start defining your reality for you. They tell you how things really are that you don't understand, but they will tell you what you think. They will tell you what you feel. They will tell you what you should think and feel. And they'll say silly things like, I know you better than you know yourself. That's absurd. If anybody ever says that to you, perk up and notice, nobody knows you better than you know yourself, except maybe your therapist. But nobody does that. That is a move to have power over you. And that's not good. And in that gaslighting, which is really crazy making, they will sabotage your devices. All of a sudden, your phone won't work. Your computer won't unlock. Things will also happen that kind of fall in the gaslighting. You don't know how it happened. They swear blind. They don't know how it happened. And yet it happened. And they'll leave anonymous threats on your phone. Or they'll get someone else to. Or they'll steal your money and say they didn't do it. Another famous gaslighting trick. And so this is very important to notice. And that's why I said that tonight we're going to help you understand the hows and whys of where this intimidation is coming from and what it looks like so that you can have that recognition and know what you need to begin to say no to, even if it just starts with a little internal no. Mm -mm, I see what you're up to and that's a no. You may not be ready to do anything about it. Every situation is different. Hijackles are different one from the other. If you want to talk to me about what's going on with your hijackle, you know you can always do that. I offer a new client opportunity at beaclient.com. Your first one-hour session is only $97, a full session. So I can give you some help at beaclient.com. And so maybe you need that kind of help so that you can talk through what's happening and you can you can get through that part understand that part and slowly begin to regain your center regain your confidence and then start to reclaim your power you know i talk all the time in my courses about reclaim your power rebuild your life and we need to be able to do that we have all new courses just beginning over on forrelationshiphelp.com. So that's a good place for you to go and look if you're trying to learn something new and this is enticing for you. Go to forrelationshiphelp.com. So I said earlier that hijackles intimidate you by exploiting your fears. Remember I was saying that in those tender moments when you know just all that you've longed for, the person is finally fully attentive, fully there with you, relaxed. And then you think, oh, this is wonderful. This is what I've longed for. This is exactly what I thought would happen. And in those moments, 
there, you've let your guard down and you may begin to disclose things. You may even be tempted to tell them you were thinking of leaving them. You may tell them things that are really not in your best interest to tell them. Remember what I said earlier, when you tell them that, they will turn it into a weapon. They will turn your vulnerabilities into a weapon. They will turn your, your stories of your youth into a weapon. They will turn your hopes and dreams into a weapon. They will turn your fears into a weapon. Don't give them the weapon. I know you really want to communicate with them and it feels like you're getting somewhere. It feels like the relationship is on the right foot. It isn't. They're digging for dirt. They're digging for things to weaponize to use later. Now, I'm talking about things that really do happen. Maybe for you, it only happens occasionally and you're thinking, oh, that's happened, but that's not how it usually is. Great. But if you're beginning to think, you know, this happens every two months and it's been going on for eight years. That's way too much, right? Way, way, way too much. So I want to help you understand the whys and hows. Um, are you asking yourself at this moment, how did this happen? Am I allowing it? Am I enabling it? How do I stop it? What should I do first? How should I think about it? Well, go to beaclient.com. We can talk about it. But before that, go and listen to so many of my podcast episodes. You know, on forrelationshiphelp.com, you can click on podcasts and then it's searchable. It's searchable by topic on wherever you like to get your podcasts. But on my website, it's searchable. So go to forrelationshiphelp.com and just click on the podcast uh, tab. And you can search this a little um, magnifying glass or you can search by topic and learn things. Also go to my YouTube channel, which by the way, easily enough, is called For Relationship Help. There's over 520 videos there for you. You can search on those. Find out the pieces you need. And if you want to talk to me, of course, you know to go be a client. You want to find out. What happened in my past life, in my early life, that would allow me to think that in some way I may not like this, but it's familiar, and so I stay in the dance with a hijackal. It's never a good thing to dance with hijackals because they continuously stand on your feet, and they often leave you on the dance floor alone. So it's not a good idea. You want to unpack, why am I not? expecting better behavior? Why am I not able to say no? Why am I not setting boundaries? Now, all of those things are just things that you need to empower in yourself. Doing those things may or may not, and in many cases not, have an effect on the hijackal except to make them angry. But your personal empowerment is the first steps. Nothing need come out of your mouth in the direction of the hijackal for you to be building up your own clarity, your own power, and as I said, to reclaim your power and rebuild your life. And that's what I help people do. So you're asking good questions if you're asking, this is happening and why? Why is it okay? It's not okay on any level with me. How do I change it? Very good questions. You may be a really good person, but you had poor role models. That could be something. Or you're not used to or good at setting boundaries. Or 
your self-confidence has become so low now that you don't say boo to a goose, as we used to say in Canada, which is where I'm from. And so these are important things. So starting to regain your personal power is absolutely key. And I'd like to help you with that. I hope that this episode today has helped you understand, see clearly the little pieces, the little places that intimidation gets put in and creates coercive control that making you do things, even if you don't really want to in your heart of hearts, but somehow it still happens. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm so glad that you're here and you know that I want you to take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. We'll talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.